What's up, nerds? It's Rick Swift of the Film Grouch Show, and I am joined today by... Madison Swift, also of the Film Grouch Show. Yeah, so uh, it's been a while since we recorded because we had a very special episode uh, last episode where we included my son, uh, Raphael. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that one. We had to do that one because it was Avengers Endgame and it was pretty much the most talked about billion dollar make, you know, movie that's ever existed or whatever. So we obviously had to inter interrupt our uh, normal uh, our regularly scheduled programming yes, our regularly, for a very special episode a very special episode and that's funny because we actually watch on amazon prime we watch a, a, a mini series called a very special episode and it's a really good show you should definitely check it out where they kind of pick on like some of the 80s and 90s um tv shows where they'll like <laughs> they'll say kind of what the characters should have done mm-hmm. uh my favorite one is the growing pains one where the, they're doing the cocaine in the bathroom and he's oh like, yes the most fun bathroom in america yes. but, but um what's his name kurt cameron well yeah but what's his name mike siever mike siever yeah where mike siever is like <laughs> and uh what's your duck is in it too uh christy swanson i think is in it uh buffy the original buffy and she's like trying to do the cocaine and he's like uh, no thank you Fun fact, Boner from the Growing Pains actually joined the Marines uh, on the end of the show. He's actually seen going onto a bus. That is an actual bus taking him to uh, MCRD San Diego. Uh, I don't think he's with us anymore, though, sadly. No, sadly, he's not. He's not. Hey, are you trying to put off talking about this terrible movie? <laughs> I may or may not be. I, okay, let's, let's be real. This is a movie that I discovered, like, kind of by accident again one of these norway things that i i found was going through the channels and i'm like wait bruce willis was in this movie with scott bacula what i didn't i don't even remember hearing about this movie and when we were watching brooklyn 99 they had an episode where there was like the shrink and uh they were trying to figure out you know if if he was involved with a, a murder or something like that and it just dawned on me that oh madison's never seen color of night because i've talked about the movie before where I've made some references to it, and it was clear that she hadn't seen it because you'll know anybody that has seen this movie, they will. It's kind of like a secret club. So now we have to sell, tell you that there are going to be some spoilers, but we're not going to reveal any major spoilers until the very end. At the very end, we're going to give you one last warning to kind of, you know, turn it off until you've seen the movie, uh, if you so desire to see the movie. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> I will say uh, this movie came out um, August 19th, 1994, and we actually watched the director's cut, which was free on HBO. We're going to start uh, mentioning how we actually are watching these. We didn't pay any extra money for this. Yeah, the other ones you had to pay extra for, you had to pay money for, but the director's cut was free. Yeah, oddly enough, weird. the director's cut was free, and there was more nudity um, and gratuitous sex in the director's cut, which uh, there was a little bit of trivia about that, where the producer was arguing with him that we're going to get an NC-17 rating if we release yours, and... They released uh, the producer's cut, and it did not get an NC-17. It got an R. And then the director was like, hey, I'm going to release mine and let the MPAA tell me if it would be NC-17. They said, actually, yours is better because it actually makes more sense in the context of the scenes. It's not just gratuitous sex. There's actually a reason for these characters to be having sex. Not really. Not really. No. So, okay. Uh, I said August, August 19th, 1994, this movie came out. And also in 1909... Uh, Indianapolis 500, uh, uh, the track was created. So 
there's a lot of car chases and a lot of interesting car play in this movie so that's that's kind of the joke that i would always say it's like i'm in the red car and there's a line about that that will make sense if you watch the movie so um again we always have our little secret word that we do where we'll try to use it um our little word of the day and then you'll try to figure out what it is if you want throughout the the podcast or don't i don't really don't care it's just some stupid thing that we do because I like words. That you do. That I do. I like words and I like history. So now I'm going to let Madison talk all about this movie that I forced her to watch at gunpoint. Well, peppered throughout my notes are different words such as, this is really slow. I can't believe this movie is still going on. <laughs> this is slow and not exciting. Oh my God, this is still going on. But anyways, <laughs> the gist of this movie is Bruce Willis is a psychiatrist and he's the movie starts and he is with one of his patients and she just up and kills herself yeah can i tell you that i actually hate this actress i know okay i don't hate the actress like i'm 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 sure like if i you know knew her in real life she's probably a wonderful human being but she was an er yes and she played the most annoying character in er yeah that i wanted her to kill herself and she, she didn't dr lewis's sister who kept giving dr lewis all sorts of grief Oh, that's right. She was. She was yeah. the sister. The pregnant oh, sister. God, I hated her character yeah. so much. Yeah. Sorry. Poor I Dr. Lewis her. had to take care of her. Didn't Dr. Lewis get stabbed? Was she the one that got killed? No. That was Lucy. Okay, the the one that was on Life Goes On. Yeah. Okay. That see, wasn't Dr. Lewis. See, I don't know much about ER. That was Dr. Lucy Knight. I just remember Anthony Edwards died on it, and I was like... That was a... That was a very sad, upsetting episode. I was like, this guy can't buy a break. He's goose. He dies in Top Gun. And there's no Maverick with the dog tags in the ER one. He was like, he was, oh, man. I, was, I, I think I stopped watching it after that. I'm like, I'm not watching this show anymore. I loved ER. But I hated but that character. Speaking of ER, besides uh, the one actress who played Chloe, uh, also in this movie was Eric LaSalle, who played Dr. Peter Benton. He had a very small part, though. He only had a few lines in this movie. Yeah, and it was funny because I like listed him as like, like a like somebody we should know. Yeah. But I think it was like right at the moment of his career where maybe people might finally start knowing who he was because yes. ER well, it was 1994. So well, that's when ER started. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so Bruce Willis's character, Doctor Kappa, is with his patient and she kills herself. Spoiler alert. Well, it's the very beginning of the movie. It's it, how the movie begins. Yeah, we won't mention. Do we have? Do we mention how she kills herself? She jumps out the window. Yeah, I guess. What the hell? In a New York high rise. Yes, it's in New York. It's a big. That's where it's, the movie starts. Yeah, it all starts in New York. Ooh. So he's so traumatized by his patient's suicide that he suddenly becomes colorblind. He can't see the color red anymore. Yeah, he can't see the color red. Right, which I did not give away in my Twitter hints when I was trying to let people know which movie we were watching because that. If you've seen the movie, you would know immediately, oh, that's the movie with Bruce Willis where you can't see the color red. Yeah, so on my notes it says, I can't tell their relationship. I wrote down therapist, friend, or couple. So then I circled therapist when I figured out that he was her therapist. <laughs> and then she jumped and he cried and then he became colorblind with a question mark. Because I was just so dumbfounded at the events that took place <laughs> at the beginning of this movie. And then I also wrote that we see Bruce Willis with hair. Because, as we know now, Bruce Willis doesn't have hair. He wears a lot of hats. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, he's a billionaire or whatever. Then, he flew from New York to L.A., which, if you know, he does this in another movie. 
Uh, yeah, there's a little movie that um, Andy Samberg is a giant fan of. As well of. as Madison Swift. Yeah, going back to the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. To visit his friend, who is also a therapist, that's played by Scott Bakula, Dr. Bob Moore. I wanted to say before you uh, went on to the, the L.A. thing, um, I almost felt like his character, the shrink, could have tied into the sixth sense uh universe a little bit except his character was like a lot different but they were both he would he played a shrink in both of them yeah and he had disturbed patients in both of them and yeah stuff. but this was way before I'm oh nice god yeah god yeah god yeah anyway so, so scott bacula oh by the way if you're not familiar scott bacula is currently on ncis uh one of the cities uh new orleans or something but i and most of my friends know him best as quantum leap captain archer what wasn't he in Quantum Leap? Yes, I'm messing with you. Yes, of course. Everybody knows him from Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, where he leaps, which, you know, if you're a history guy, that's uh, one of the things that uh, kind of got me more and more into history, actually, was that show. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, Scott Bakula plays this shrink in L.A., and he's, like, a lot more trendy kind of guy. Yes, so he has a group going on, and my note says there's a bunch of whacknuts in this group. Oh, there are some, yeah. Why don't you talk about some of these characters? Okay, well, because right the spot. Because the next note I have is this is slow and not exciting, so I must have been spacing off. Okay, this is what I'll <laughs> tell you about. One of the reasons that I really like this movie is that it has Brad Dorif. Now, Brad Dorif, um, I've never seen, um, I have it on my list, but I've never seen uh, the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest, but apparently he is in that with Jack Nicholson from 1975. And I have that on my list to watch. But the movie that I most know him for is The Exorcist 3. And that is, to this day, the scariest movie I've ever seen. And he is in it, and he's like this really intense actor. In fact, I just watched a movie the other day called Wildling that he was in. I'm probably going to write a little review about that. But yeah, Brad Dorf is this, he plays this OCD, over-the-top OCD guy who, no, he, he comes in and he like counts everything and there are 37 yes. Skittles in this bowl, yes. you know, like that kind of thing. And this is, again, this is like 1994 before OCD was really a kind of a household thing. Um, you were just a weirdo. Right. Uh, Leslie Ann Warren is in this. Uh, she plays somebody. I have no idea what her name is. Uh, you can tell me that. Um, but I've always liked Leslie. Sandra. Sandra. I've always liked Leslie Ann Warren ever since she was in Clue. I've been a big fan of hers. She is this nymphomaniac is what she is. She's like just cannot get enough sex like at all um and you know not to give anything away but she's obviously had relations with maybe one or more of the people in the group then you have lance hendrickson lance hendrickson is this um, older guy named buck and lance hendrickson in the 90s who was really coming into his own um after alien uh after aliens i mean um so i knew him from aliens um but he is kind of this really he smokes cigarettes like they are about to take them away from mm -hmm. him and you know haul him off to his death like he just has to have all the cigarettes mm -hmm. um another guy who i can't remember his name he was the artist was that casey or dale casey okay. casey was in a movie called lord of illusions with scott bacula which is a really scary movie um when malcolm in the middle came out the the one of the guys from Lord of the Illusions, the head bad guy in Lord of the Illusions, plays the head of that military school. And every time I would see him oh, on screen, yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, dude, that guy is like the devil. Like, don't hang out with him. Like, he is literally the devil. Like, he is psychotic." But yeah, so 
he was in Lord of Illusions in this movie, and pretty much I don't think he was in much after this. I, I can't think of anything. He he kind of he always kind of talks like this, like he's got oh, I don't know. So he plays like this artist, and his dad is like a dick and makes him go to this therapy session to basically live under his dad's you know money and and uh you know uh what do you call it like i'll, I'll let you live in my studio apartment you know rent free as long as you go and see a shrink because you're obviously disturbed and he is disturbed maybe not by today's standards but he's big time into bdsm he's uh he paints erotic bdsm stuff um he is you know, he he's he he hates being in therapy because he thinks it's stupid and a waste of his time, and he's surrounded by crazy people. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's Richie who play Richie is this kid who's like I think like 16 years old, like a teenager, and he's got some issues with his gender identity. What in 1994? So yes. he's got like issues with his gender identity. Um, and he's got like, he's prone to violent outbursts and things like that. And I think that's it for the group. Am I missing somebody? There's another character named Dale. I don't remember who that was though. I feel bad if that is somebody in the group. Cause I totally forgot who you are, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's all the people in the group though. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. that's, um, as far as their, you know, as far as their psychological, profiles i think i've covered all you really need to know um buck the uh the older guy who smokes cigarettes he's he is dealing with grief yes. at the loss of his uh his wife and child okay so they do they sit through the session and with a bunch of whack nuts and um afterwards doctors bill and bob go to dr bob's house <laughs> and i noted that dr bob sure has a lot of security Yes, and so did uh, so did uh, Kappa. He noticed that he's like uh, problems. Yes, and he's like, well, yes. He's like somebody might be trying to kill me right now. Yes. <laughs> but he doesn't really go into it very much. Not not the first night. No, not that night. So the next day, they rode bikes together and they frolicked around the two guys, the two men, and then we see Doctor Bob Moore writing notes and listening to music in his office, and then all of a sudden. The lights go out, and then he's murdered. Okay, but before that, the lights go out. He's like, hmm. He gets his gun. Oh, yeah. Holds it in his hand for a second, and is like, nah. And then he puts his gun back away, uh -huh. and then he goes to walk. And then as soon as he walks, the killer stabs him horrifically, and he falls in this way where, like, the glass shard, like, comes sticking out of him. I'm like, oh, that was kind of, like, cool. Mm. I mean, because, you know, they didn't really kill Scott Bakula. I mean, I hope not. No, Scott Bakula's not dead. He's, you just said he's in an NCIS show. But is he? Or, I mean, because that looked like it really killed him. It's a movie. Oh. It was special effects. Special effects? Yeah, special Tell effects. Tell me all about that. No, I'm like kidding. So, yeah. No, we have to talk about this terrible movie. <laughs> okay, before you go on with terrible movie, it has dawned on me that we have never actually said how we feel about these movies. So, at the end, make sure we say how we actually feel. It's clear you think it is a <laughs> terrible movie. And you have said that several times. So, I, I guess you're definitely on record saying this is a terrible movie. I don't think this is a terrible movie. I think this is one of these movies that I think you have to see. No. Despite its terribleness. No. All right. Continue. Continue. So, 
Next, we see this mean cop. And he's a dick. Hector Martinez. Yeah, he's a dick. Ruben Blades. I like that actor, by the way. That's the funny thing. He's like an actor that I like. And he immediately fingers Dr. Bruce Willis's character, Dr. Kappa, as the murderer. Because who else would be the murderer? He just flies into town and kills his friend. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. What other suspects are there? Case solved. Yes. Freaking New York dickhead comes in and just, oh, you men come over here and you just kill your friend? On my watch? Fuck you, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of sound like him. (laughs) And um, his assistant cop is Eric LaSalle's character. Yes. Who is just titled as Anderson. Uh, cop anderson oh i had to say before you before you keep going on um mm-hmm. he had a cool as fuck eagle head desk i wrote the dead doctor yeah um uh, oh Moore, he did have a cool desk which comes in later on i'm like oh okay there's a reason like yes. there's furniture later on that comes into play but i was like oh that was really cool i mm-hmm. really want that desk if i ever win the lottery i'm getting that desk you hear me lottery odds no, um, Hector Martin. All all the people from this movie. If you have that, I win the lottery. I will get it. I will. Okay. So next day, <laughs> around that time, around next day, whatever. Um, Doctor Kappa is driving, and all of a sudden he's at a stop sign, and he gets rear-ended by this chicky. And all in my notes, I refer to her as a tweet-out-looking Alyssa Milano, <laughs> because that's who she looked like to me. She looks like if, like, dentures were hot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She looked really young. She looked too young to be going after Bruce Willis, no matter how old he was. Of course, she had no insurance. Of course, way. she had no insurance. Sorry. And I wrote down, oh, that was a coincidence yeah. with air quotes. Yeah, and I put this is before cell phones, so they couldn't, like, exchange. Yeah. Like, they, they, yeah, they had to kind of, like, exchange phone numbers, like, right. the old-fashioned way. Yes. And then my next note is this is still slow. Z, 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 So I must have been falling asleep. Well, the music in this is like, th- this whole movie has this really um, uh, Red Shoes Diaries. If you ever watched that on Showtime back with uh, David Duchovny or, thing no. or something like that. Well, anyway, it has like this, the whole movie has this like vibe. Um, I wrote there's a lot of off screen talking. Um, and the music is like this really cheesy, bad jazz. Oh, God. Uh. Like you just want to like slit your wrists listening to uh. it. You're like, oh, God, this is such a 90s. Just it wanted to be like a noir movie. And it came out like just kind of forced. So then he goes home and there's a flood in his house. But yeah. he doesn't have a dryer. I don't know why I wrote that. No dryer. <laughs> But he has to put his... Oh, there's no dryer for the clothes, so he has to put his clothes on a weird sculpture to dry them. Oh, okay. I'm glad you put that in your notes. I, I mean, know. that is like... People, a, make sure you remember that critical... Yeah, that is totally... So then tweaked out Alyssa Milano is back. I didn't remember her name. That's why I kept referring to her as that. Her name but, was Rose. Okay, Rose. Sorry. <laughs> and they go out to dinner, and then my note says, Blech, and then suspicious. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't like this character. <laughs> Blech, suspicious. That's like, uh, yeah. Um, okay, are we... D- does he know about his friend yet? Whose friend? Does he know about Bob yet? Oh, yeah, he was he was confronted. So, yes, yes. Uh, so he's going to tell the group. That was the detective's idea, was that he tell the group. Because he's like, it's, if it's not you, go to the group. Because remember, he said, that was the thing. Um, Bob told him, hey, I think somebody in the group is the one that might be trying to kill me. 
Yes. So then the detective was like, well, it's obviously you, but if it's not, you it's know. somebody in the group. In other words, he knew it really wasn't him because he really didn't have a motive to kill his friend or anything. Um, but, yeah, so he's like, so tell the group and then tell me what they say. And he's like, I'm not going to do that because that's, you know, uh, doctor-client privilege. I'm not going to, you know, tell you that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so then he has to break the news to the group. And then I wrote down that somebody begs out of therapy and it's suspicious. And then the weirdo guy, the artist guy that you were talking about earlier, thinks he's Christian Grey. Because he's into the BDSM stuff. Yeah. He also breaks the news about Bob and about the suicide. He mentions why he's yes. also in town. Yes. Because he says, I'm kind of going through something because right. I lost a, a patient. Yes. He was seeking help from his friend. Right. He's crying about how he failed, and then the band is Spoon? I wrote the band is Spoon. So, And then I wrote, nice Barracuda story. What the hell? <laughs> this is the problem with when you have a break from when you watch the movie and you record. What did I write? Nice Barracuda story. Was there a story about a Barracuda? I don't remember. Oh, damn. Because the next thing that happened was there was a rattlesnake in the mailbox. Yeah. Not quite a, not Not yet. Well, I don't know, because that was my next note. Maybe. Okay. I I'm, I'm a little uh, clamped here. Yeah, so I'll let you keep going, because I'm, I'm well, out of sequence. the next thing that I have written down is, tweet out Alyssa Milano is incredibly annoying, and then they're in the pool having relations. Yeah, okay, so we have to talk about the pool relations scene, okay? Because that was another thing I was going to say. You can see Bruce Willis's penis in this movie. Yes, then they showed his peen, underwater floppy wiener. <laughs> Floppy wiener, 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 floppy wiener. Okay, let's talk about this, though. When I, when Do we, we have to? Yeah, we have to talk about the wiener. Uh, this was 1994. To see Bruce Willis's dick would have been huge. But according to notes on IMDb that I am not 100% sure of, they are claiming that his member was not big enough, and so they used a stunt dick. Now, it didn't look like... It looked to me like it was like kind of a one shot kind of it was clearly Bruce Willis. Yeah. So and he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would be shy about it. No. But that is the only the only time you will ever see his ween his wiener in any movie that I know of. Yeah. I mean, you might know of other ones, but I don't. None that I'm aware of. I didn't even know this happened. Yeah, I wasn't gonna tell you. I wanted to experience your experience. <laughs> I wanted to see what you would do. What did you do? Did you... I can't remember. Did you yell out? I think I screamed and closed my eyes. Why would you close your eyes? That's like a certain uh, miss of a Ben Affleck ween. (laughs) Oh, I blinked too long. Yeah, you blink and you'll miss it. That literally happened in Gone Girl. So then I wrote... What? What happened? That's why I bought the DVD. So then I wrote, she is still annoying. This is so 80s with the music, etc. And then I wrote, is this porn? And then they took a break to have steak. Yum, because I love steak. Yes. And then I wrote, she has horse teeth and lifesaver nipples. Oh, lifesaver nipples. Lifesavers, you know, like yeah, no, the I gummy know. lifesavers. Yeah, yeah. And then I wrote, porn again, good lord. <laughs> Apparently, Maxim claimed that this movie had the best sex scenes in any film of all time. Ugh. I did like the part where he's like, I would like that dinner three inches to the left oh god she had the, because she had the plate table o- over her naked. lifesaver's nipples <laughs> yeah that was so cheesy oh, i loved it it was just 
cheesy. That was great. You don't oh. see stuff. That, that's a good point, though. You don't that really see, true. Stuff, you don't like see stuff like that in anymore. Movies. Not anymore. It's like they're afraid to do stuff they're like afraid. that. They're afraid to be cheesy. Me too. But when you think about it, when people are amorous, they're sometimes goofy. Well, one thing you hated, though. Are you going to talk about the talking? The narration? That. Yeah. Because that's part of it. Yeah, so so eventually, one of the times when um, Tweet Alyssa Milano, a.k.a. Rose, would come over to Bob Bob's house where Bill was staying, uh, Bill would start doing this thing where he'd narrate what she was doing. So she'd, oh, she opens the gate and she walks in the door. Floating. And then she floats, like, no. on a cloud <laughs> as she walks towards me, gazing at me with her eyes. <laughs> and I just wrote down, that is so fucking annoying! And I literally wrote that. I wrote, when he narrates her actions, it's fucking annoying. I think they were trying to go for, like, this kind of Philip Marlowe vibe, but it came Maybe off just dumb. bad. Really <laughs> so bad. stupid! I was like... Imagine if you did that, like, in real life. Do not do that to me. Oh, I'm going to so do that to you now. <laughs> there she comes. Out of the bathroom. <laughs> A certain glow about her. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Lovely. Anyway. And then my next note is, oh, the car chase. Yeah. I think I skipped a lot, though. Well, yeah. You just skipped a bunch from what I had with the nice Barracuda story. And then, like, a bunch of stuff. And then you were already on about the snake bomb. I call it the snake bomb. The mailbox snake bomb. And then is this almost over? <laughs> no, so we have to get into, like, how it like how it breaks down. Okay, the way it breaks down is that... But I have spoilers. I don't want to get Yeah, spoilers. we'll get to that at the end. We're not to the end yet. we got some time. Is this over yet? <laughs> Just kidding. Musical ashtrays. Oh, yeah. Musical ashtrays. Because, like, Buck and the artist guy, they kept, like, moving the ashtray. Like, there was At one the ashtray in the in the uh, group. Yeah. So we have to talk about the group dynamic. Cause this movie is really about who done it, right? There's this killer. And the killer doesn't just kill Bob. He starts going after people in the group. The killer goes after people in the group. So... Bruce Willis decides that the cop is pretty much useless. The detective is, like, useless. So he's like, yeah, I've, I've deemed you useless. I'm going to do my own investigating. So he kind of goes around L.A. And he meets up with the different people separately. And you find out, like, when he meets with Clark, you find out that Clark was with uh, Sandra? Is her name? Sandra? Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah. Uh, Clark was, like, they were together. And obviously his OCD... Um, was too much for her to deal with even though she was a giant nympho um but she was and then he was like you should look at her she's a total crazy and then um you find out that sandra has this friend who is maybe a little bisexual and when he goes to visit her she kind of runs out the door and you find out that Sandra is like, you need to look at Clark because Clark is a total psych and she like has this crazy scene where she's like Clark is a son of a bitch like she's like Whoa, like, take it down a little bit, Leslie and Warren. But it, it made sense because she was, like, showing that, like, everybody in this group is kind of totally nutballs. Including Casey, who doesn't think he really belongs there. I mean, not maybe not. I mean, he's just an artist. Bunch of whack nuts. Yeah. The best ones are, right? 
So then he goes to, uh, he visited Clark, he visited Sandra, he visits Buck at one point. So he visits, like, everybody in the group. Oh, and then he finds out that Richie, because he's a minor, he has to go talk to Richie's older brother, who is his ward, right? Yes. So he kind of tells him why Richie is there and that he's had trouble adjusting and because their parents died, I guess, because if the older brother's the ward. Just some stuff about, like, uh, where in the past he had a doctor and the doctor was not good to him um, and messed him up a little bit. So that's why Richie is where he is. And I think, yeah, the the brother really wants Richie out of the group. And he wants the doctor to sign off on letting him get the hell out of the group. Because he's like, this is a waste, you know, I don't I don't want my brother in this group. It's, it's doing more damage than it is good, and I want him out. And the doc and Bruce, uh, Doctor Kappa's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hold off on that because the first night they were there, he saw Richie like tear off at somebody, like fly over a couch and attack him. I don't even remember who it was. I think, oh, it was the artist guy, because he he runs his mouth a lot. So Kappa's doing his little investigation, and again, you get like this Philip Marlowe kind of thing where he's like, who done it? Oh. And then there's some really cool car chases. So there, this is the scene that I was talking about where I'll say this sometime when I'm in traffic. I'll see a red car and I'll say, I'm in the red car. Because the, the killer who's trying to intimidate Kappa knows that he can't see the color red. And he, like, taunts him. He, like, ca- calls him? I guess he calls him? This is before cell phones, though. They had car phones. Wow, they did. They did have car phones, yeah. So somehow he calls him on the phone while he's like trying to run him off the road and he's like oh you can't see me i'm in the red car and he has he has this like voice modulator thing going on so it's creepier um and then there's a scene where he tries to drop cars off of him from a drop cars onto him from a a parking platform which is actually really cool because it's like that's pretty ingenious way of like murdering somebody just drop a fucking car on him uh, and then he tries to get him to crash onto a train, but then Bruce Willis like pops it into reverse and kind of pushes him back, and he's like, "You, I'll fucking take you with me," that kind of thing. And that, so there's a little bit of action, but other than that, this movie could really have been a play. There was five minutes of action <laughs> and two hours of snooze. There was some boobs and stuff. I don't care about that. Well, you got the peen. You got the. Eight there millionth was, of a second of peen. Yeah. <laughs> Eight millionth of a second of a floppy underwater wiener. <laughs> but it's John McClane's wiener. So what? I'd rather see him shooting guns at bad guys than see his floppy underwater wiener. Oh, shooting guns. Should I mention my Bruce Willis story? No. Keep going. Uh, uh, one of my podcasts, just to make you people listen, I will mention... A very interesting story about Bruce Willis and the Marines when I was at Paris Island. And I'll leave it at that. Because Madison is literally looking up at the ceiling with her mouth open and her eyes closed. Saying that she is falling asleep. Oh, he also finds out that Buck is a cop. Or was a cop. Yes, Dr. Benton drops a bombshell. Dr. Benton. Eric LaSalle's character. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he tells him, oh yeah, they used to be partners. Buck and Hector Martinez and the dick used to cop. be dick cop. <laughs> he used to be partners, and you know he was with his wife, man. And it's like, oh man, they were driving through a bad neighborhood. 
Yeah, and then his wife and kid got got murdered, and he pretty much thinks that he blames himself and everything, and and but then you find out that I don't want to give away what happens with that, I guess, until we get to the major spoiler section. Mm-hmm. So now Kappa has discovered that the detective has been recording all the conversations and he's like pissed about it he's like you son of a bitch and that's when everything like culminates into this big moment of uh it's it's time to find out what's really going on but he still hasn't talked to the artist guy yet so he goes to talk to the artist guy he needs help he does need help but now this is this is a bit of a spoil. this is a major spoiler actually he the artist guy is dead but the he way wasn't fast enough yeah i guess and the way that, um, yeah, you mean Kappa wasn't fast enough. Yes. Um, the way that he finds out that he's dead, he kind of stumbles into the body, but it doesn't dawn on him right away that he's dead because he can't see the color red. And that's a really cool scene because they show like black instead of like, he doesn't, it's like, it probably used chocolate, but it's not, he doesn't, it, he doesn't realize that it's blood because he can't see red. But then he's so traumatized by that, then he starts to see red again. At the end of the movie. I wrote it down that he sees red again. Oh, well, I think they showed us the red. Oh, they showed benefit. it to us? Yeah, because oh, okay. it isn't until the very end of the movie that he sees red uh, again. Ah, okay. Oh, he kept saying I don't like guns, and I was like, whatever, shut your mouth. All of my other notes are spoilers, so I can't I can't discuss any more spoilers. I have Casey dead, lozing out. Yeah, I have lesbos. Oh, lezzing out. Sorry, <laughs> lezzing out. Okay, so there was some lesbian stuff. He keeps narrating his life when, yeah, I wrote that. Here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like him. Um, yep. The, there's a thing about where now, okay, we'll just say it at this point. At this point on, I don't know how to use that secret word in a sentence. <laughs> I don't have the perspicacity to use it. It's too forced. So that's the word. The word is perspicacity. It's the stupidest word that we've ever had. I apologize. No, there have been worse. Well, that's a dumb one. Anyway, so now we're going to get into spoilers. This is major, major, major. Do not keep listening at this point. If If you haven't seen the movie, turn this off. Go watch this amazingly... Terrible. It's... It's it's something you have to... It's a terrible movie that you have to experience. And it's not that it's one of these movies that's so bad that it's good. It's not that. It's just really slow. It's what we're about to talk about now that makes it a really interesting movie. Yeah, the end five minutes are interesting. All right, so here we go. At this point, you have watched the movie or you just don't care and you want to hear it. Here we go. Go ahead, Madison. You want to tell Okay, well, I started putting the pieces together a little bit a little bit earlier in the movie because which I have proof in my notes. Yes, you had you you, you told me. Yes, and, and I was I was testing her because obviously I've seen it, and I was like, oh, let's see how long it's going to take her to. I knew you would do that too, so that's yes. why I wrote it down. Yes, I wrote down my questions. So way earlier when we mentioned the the gender confused. Richie. Richie, individual in the uh, group. I made a note at the very, very beginning of the movie. That's a boy? Because it didn't look like a boy to me. Right, and that was why they were clever about saying that he had gender issues. Yes. That was actually a cover. Correct. You find out now, because we're going to tell you. So... Well, there's also this other component that, that... And we didn't really mention it earlier, but... Each one of the people in the group has had kind of a an has epiphany. A, yes. 
and it's this new woman. Yes, so they've been all having a relationship with somebody. So I wrote down, is Tweaked Out Alyssa Milano getting with all of them? Yes. Spoiler alert, yes, she is. Rose is getting with all of them. And Sandra's friend is not Rose. She pretends to be somebody else. Yes. Which is why she hauled ass out of there when she saw Bruce Willis. Because she was like, oh shit. So we only saw her with one of the other people. She was disguised. And I kind of gave it away because you didn't realize right away... But, but when you said, God, look at those teeth, I was like, <laughs> yes. she's going to know right away it's the same woman. Because she has horse teeth. And she has really But we did not teeth. see her lifesaver's nipples. <laughs> not that. Not in that <laughs> scene. There, there's like light lezzing out. You don't see anything. Leslie and Warren just like kisses her or something. Yeah. So, so Rose was having relationships with all of them because she had split personalities. Right. And this is what I thought that was really cool how they revealed it where he's... Okay, where OCD Clark finds that one of the books was missing. Yes. Because he's like, there were 58 books. Yes. And then all of a sudden it dawns on Kappa, wait, there's a, there's a hidden... Because he, probably he knew that trick from when they were in college together because they were really good friends in college. Right. So maybe that was like a little bit... So anyway, so in the in the notes, there's a reveal about this person is a psychopath, pure, whatever, evil or whatever. Yes. And it's Rose that... Yes. that Scott Bakula has been writing about and then it dawns on him that he needs to like get away but then we find out that it's not not Richie and it's not Rose who's the killer it's their older brother dun 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 and he's played by is that Dale (laughs) maybe that's Dale who's he what's the actor's name if you tell me his name I might know Andrew Lowry Please pause for a moment while we research some shit. Andrew Lowry? Let me see his face. There is no picture of his face. Everybody has everybody has a face, Madison. He doesn't have a face. He has a face, Madison. No, he does you not have a face. You are wrong. He looks to me like the guy from uh, The Last Starfighter, but I know it's not him. Picture has no face. Oh my god, he has no face. I told you so. How can he have no face? I think it was Dale, though. Yeah, it had to be Dale. Right? Anyway, the so older brother. It was the is older their... brother doing the killing the whole time. Right. Now, this is what happened. Back in the day, his brother, Richie, Richie was going to see a shrink. Right. The shrink was doing bad, doing things, bad to things to Richie. Richie killed himself. Right. Because he couldn't handle it. So. So then he made Rose dress up like Richie. Right, he just stepped... Because when you find out the big reveal, you find out that she's like, well, he just made me wear the clothes and he just started calling me Richie. And every time I said, I'm Rose, he would punch me in the face. So eventually I learned, I'm Richie. Which, if you've ever seen Sleepaway Camp... Exactly. And that is why, just like Sleepaway Camp, is not the greatest movie in the world. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. It's not the greatest movie in the world. Yes. But it's one of these movies that... Everybody has to see so that they can have a point of reference and they can be like, oh, what a twist. Exactly. Exactly. But it's still not over because when you find out that Richie, Rose, whatever, she's obviously a total victim too. And when, right. when you find out what her brother has done to her, right, he's got her nailed by her hands. He's got to her the ground. nailed yes. no, to the chair. To the chair, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Right, and she's uh, she has other split personalities. So all these other people that have been that she's been dating relationships have been other personalities. Right. So she's a very disturbed individual, which is 
really sad when you think about it. Oh, it's totally fucked up. She's really sad and crazy, and she needs a lot of help. Yeah, I mean, and... Uh, yeah, there, there's maybe a message in there about letting shrinks get a little too... Because you think about it, Richie, the real Richie, killed himself because of what his doctor was doing. Right. Kappa was really flippant with uh, ER lady... And it yes. was kind of like, yeah, you're not going to kill yourself or whatever. And, and then, then she did. She did. Um, you got uh, all these other people in the group that give a lot of, uh, you know, when, when you when you go see a shrink. There has to be professionalism. Yeah, but I mean, you have to, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably getting a little off topic. But you have, to, you have to realize that you're letting somebody into your life. That can really fuck you up. They can manipulate you really easily because they know how. Yeah. They know yeah. how to do it. But yeah, I mean, there's the victims in this movie are Bacula. Yes. Uh, the artist. Yes. And Rose. Yes. Does anybody else die? I mean, Buck's wife and kid, but that's that was all but, but, before. But yeah, like I say, this movie, you could totally do this movie as a play. Yes. Because like would make said, a good play. There's five minutes But they of could action. chop out a lot. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. A lot. Like, I could see adaptations of this. Yes. If they're probably... they're In fact, let's face it, this is probably not the first time something like this has been done because Sleepaway Camp did it back yeah. in the 80s and probably way back in forever, probably back like Shakespeare time. Mm, yes. What, what was that one? Twelfth Night or the one of them where it turns out that the guy was a woman the whole time or something? I don't know. Anyway, so that's why I really wanted you to watch this because it's one of these movies that I feel like everybody should watch because of uh, when it comes to mysteries, I can usually see everything coming from a mile away. And I like to be surprised and I like to be like not at ease and I don't like it to be easy for me to, to determine what's going on. And even when I like the first time I saw Richie too, when I was watching it, I was like, okay. And then the teeth, I was like, this is the same woman. Like, I, I, it dawned on me yes. it's the same woman. Yes. But the, they, they were really careful about not showing Richie talk a lot. Right. He just, he always talked like that and he never... Covered up the horse Right, teeth. and he covered his teeth a lot. Yeah, so they did a good job of, like, camouflaging that. But I was also more interested in the other characters. So Richie almost became, like, an afterthought. Right, like a background character. Right. Oh, I forgot to mention the whole thing about the furniture. Her brother makes really bitchin' furniture. He made yes, that eagle head desk. desk. I mean, not really. That, that was an the actor. character did. The character would have. So I don't know what furniture shop made that stuff, but like Scott Bakula's bed had like this crazy like thing going on too. I wrote down in my notes something about like, oh, that's a nice head frame, uh, head headboard headboard yeah that's a nice headboard right there yeah you got to enjoy it while they were having relations all over it yeah oh that's what i put tank in the tub he was driving a little tank around and oh that's right that was so cringy <laughs> oh that's not it's it's not as bad as the animal crackers you think anybody's doing this right now somewhere in the world i hope so otherwise why are we going to save the planet that was the worst Ben Affleck. I don't know. It turned into John Travolta, but I just kept going with it. It felt right, you know? It sure. Felt right. I prefer the Armageddon in sync version. But anyways. Okay. Of course you do. Overall, I would say that unless you're really, really bored, I would not recommend this movie. 
unless somebody forces you to watch it because they hate you. <laughs> I don't hate you. I love you, Madison. <laughs> Thank you. I, I would mean, never punch I you. I know. I would never punch you and make you a, a, like be a guy or something like that. Thank you. Okay, so now are we going to talk about your she pick? So now let's give some hints to the folks so they can guess. I don't know what her pick is either. Not yeah, not yet. My she pick is also going to be a mystery, but it's a mystery that came out last year, and it stars one of my favorite actresses and also one of my dad's favorite actresses. Oh, I know right away now what it is. Okay, all right, <laughs> I know what it is. They might not know it, but I know right away. <laughs> I, was, I actually do want to see that. It was so. good. I I took myself to see it on my birthday last year, and I had the theater all to myself. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> it was. All the afternoon that's, and it had been out for a while. I was about so. to say that's a ringing endorsement. It was Friday night, opening night. I had the theater all to myself. Okay, I will no, say it was Monday afternoon. I will say my dad and I saw a movie that came out opening weekend, and we were literally the only people in the movie theater, and it was Yellowbeard. I've never heard of that. Is that about a pirate? Yeah, it's actually a Monty Python. Oh, <laughs> it's not. It's not like uh mainstream monty python but i think it was terry gilliam but it's actually not as bad i like a lot of bad shit obviously clearly yeah right so i'm uh, it's like i always say when homer simpson became a food critic that's how i am as a movie critic because i like everything there's certain things that i'm like i hate this this is terrible but it it takes a lot for me to just really hate a movie i can find good in anything i guess i will say I, i like a lot of questionable movies as well yeah well, one of the things that they said on the trivia was, while it is bombed in the box office, it was the most rented movie in 1995. Back when people rented movies at Blockbuster and Video Warehouse and all those wonderful places. That was my ring, sorry. Uh, Maybe they wanted to see Bruce Willis's floppy underwater peen. Man. I gotta tell you, though, Jane March, she's not bad. So. She looked too young. That she was looked one... like a child. It was disturbing well, to me. Well, he's 18 years older than her, I guess, in real life, too. So, yeah. Oh, and you also found out Scott Bakula was with her. That was when oh, that's Bruce right. Willis figured it out. That's he right. He like... did mention that he was seeing someone, and I had written right. down, who is he seeing? Was it her? And yeah. it was her. Yeah, and I kind of fast, I kind of re-watched it right before this, so I would have a little bit of an understanding of what was going on again. And, um... He's like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing this this great woman. Guys, when they tell you they're seeing a great woman, the first thing they do is, here's her picture. You know what I mean? True. Like, but, I mean, we have the cell phones now, so I'd be like, oh, yes. check her out, yo. Yes. That kind of thing. But it is the 90s, I guess, so people didn't have pictures. He did have pictures of her, though. They didn't have pictures. He had pictures of her. In the 90s. But they were too busy riding bicycles and frolicking. Yeah, I liked his little hat. That was like, oh, we don't. People don't wear the painters' hats anymore when they ride bicycles. The bicycles. I could ask uh, Brendan about that. Why don't Why don't people wear the bicycle hats anymore? Uh, American Flyer, bro. Anyway, so that's uh, about a fifty-minute conversation that we had on a movie that Madison is to this is upset that I made her watch. I think she. I think she secretly is happy that I made her watch this because it had a cool twist. I think. Because it had a couple cool twists. It was like, you you found out that a guy was a girl. The girl was forced to be a guy by her psychotic brother who was going around killing people. And she was having sex with everybody in the group. The end. Keep thinking that. Oh, what? 
Oh, keep thinking. Oh, I thought you meant like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. You mean keep thinking that you're glad that you watched it. Okay, <laughs> yes. I got you. <laughs> so this has been the Film Grouch Show, and I have been Rick Swift. I have been Madison Swift. Yes, and I would say that I enjoyed this movie for the pure, like, oh, you have to see this movie kind of factor. And Madison thinks it's a terrible movie, and I'm a horrible husband for making her watch it. No, you're not a horrible husband. Obviously, we would like it if you would subscribe and rate us high, high, high. You can find us both on Twitter. I am Film Grouch, and Madison is Movie Princess. She does not tweet very much, but <laughs> that is who we are. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Film Grouch, and I would definitely like it if you would go to filmgrouch.com and check out our amazing website. Um, we do we try to do as many of the, the current reviews as we possibly can. I'm also now on letterboxd. I have lists over there. You can see my top lists and my bottom lists. I'm working on them every day. I'm adding to them pretty much. So, uh, definitely check us out over there as well. And I think that's pretty much it. Hopefully, uh, if you check out Twitter, I will be revealing some more hints about what the she pick movie was. And I did reveal that the word was perspicacity, and I had no perspicacity to use the word perspicacity today. So, sadly. And that is pretty much it. I will say goodbye. Sayonara.